0: Hi, I'm Tony. And I'm Patrick. And we'd like to welcome you to another episode of Cave to the Cross Apologetics. We are working our way through Mitch Stokes' book, How to Be an Atheist. And we are at the next to the last chapter here, That's the right. penultimate chapter <laughs> uh, of, of the book. And so he wants to talk to us about nihilism and living with moral nihilism. So this is chapter 18 in uh, in his book. Right? Um and so he begins this particular chapter by asking the question, why aren't there more nihilists, right? So he's going to tell us what ni- nihilism is and, ch- and then give some arguments for it. He believes that naturalism leads to nihilism mm-hmm. is, is what he's going to argue here. Actually, he's been arguing that uh, <laughs> right. for the last yeah. couple yeah. chapters. It right. Logically
1: follows that it should be the case. Yeah, yeah.
0: right. So he says here um, uh, that... Uh, Without—he he makes the statement here, without God, there are no universally binding moral rules. And he believes that he has been—he's he's shown that, right? Sure, there are all manner of moral rules that we impose on ourselves and others, he says. That is, you know, we impose rules on somebody else or on ourselves, right? But none of these are actually binding in the way that we would imagine moral laws mm-hmm. to be, Right. right. So,
1: so it's like when, when we think of gold and gold having value gold is a rock in the ground right for the bird and for the the, the limestone and for the the bear uh, but we come along and we say ooh that's pretty that's useful and so we give it value and so th- there's there's the uh, there's the independent uh, or the dependent version of of what humans value on or prefer on gold.
0: Right. So the idea here is morality is a matter of taste, right? What, what people find, you know, um, that they like yeah. basically they flavors. prefer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Right. Yep. So naturalism, he says, implies moral nihilism. Moral nihilism is the view that there are no human independent moral rules, mm-hmm. right? Moral not. So without humans, without persons, Nihilism says there are no moral rules. We kind of, you know, make them up. It's our Mm -hmm. preferences and that kind of stuff. So he's given some arguments, as we have seen, arguments that run from uh, naturalism to nihilism. Uh, Most of the folks who are atheists don't like them. And so they kind of reject nihilism, mm-hmm. right? And so um, the other thing that uh, the other uh, Sam Harris, he mentions, also rejects nihilism, but not because of these bad <laughs> arguments, but because he believes that it is incoherent, mm-hmm. right? Moral nihilism is incoherent. So he gives us kind of uh, uh, Sam Harris's argument here. He, acts, he, said, he tells us that Sam Harris calls moral nihilism moral relativism, Right. And it kind of undermines itself. So this is what is usually called self-referentially incoherent. <laughs> that's is what that's usually called. So moral relativism, however, tends to be self-contradictory. Right. This is Sam Harris's argument mm-hmm. that he's given us. A relativist may say that moral truth exists only relative to a specific cultural frame. So re- so right only. Uh, moral truth exists only relative to a specific cultural frame. So a particular culture or society has their own moral truth, right? right? And that's where it exists.
1: Postmodernism is where we usually hear this from.
0: Right. But uh, Harris says, but this claim about the status of moral truth purports to be true across all possible frames. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, you know, they've, if you apply it to all possible frames, now you're making a universal truth. And you've already said that there is no universal truth. It's just relative to a particular cultural right. frame. Right. So, you you know, according to Harris here, you have... Uh, you have contradicted yourself, right? It's right. the it's the quip, you know. There are no absolutes. Are you absolutely
1: sure? Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty much the same thing. It's just an atheist is saying it instead of a Christian, right? Right. <laughs> so,
0: so Harris believes that that's the the problem with uh, with it's uh, a big problem moral relativism. Now, it's interesting that uh, Stokes, Mitch Stokes, doesn't think that Harris has it quite right here. He says that uh, that he he believes this is a confusion on Harris's part. Now, he does say that some form of relativism are about truth and therefore can be Mm self-defeating, right? So if you have relativism about what is true or truth, then you have a problem, right? That's what he's suggesting here. Uh, This view is uh, going—but he uh, says—well, for example, he gives us uh, one example. Uh, All truth is relative, right? That is Mm self-defeating, right? Right. (laughs) Because if it is, then this is— isn't true. Yeah, that statement in in and of (laughs) itself is not true. Right, right. He says this view is going to have serious problems staying staying afloat since we uh, plausibly ask whether it's true, and of course we get into problems. But he says moral nihilism, or moral relativism, doesn't deny that there are absolute moral truths, which is kind of interesting, right? It doesn't say that all truths about morality are relative. Rather, moral nihilism denies that there are absolute moral standards, Mm -hmm. right? So that's a different kind of claim, right? It's not talking about a claim about truth. It's talking about a claim about standards. And so he says to say that all moral standards are relative to humans doesn't at all compromise itself. To say that all moral truths are relative does. And so he wants us to make this distinction between moral standards and moral truths. And yes, when we talk about truth, and you suggest that it's limited, but you make a universal statement about it, then that's a problem. But he's saying if you're talking about moral standards, then he doesn't think that this is a self-referentially or a incoherent or a you know a, a, a logically problematic type of, of uh, statement. Mm-hmm. So he says um, he says most atheists probably don't resist moral nihilism because uh, there's a lack of evidence for it, or because it's incoherent. So oh, yeah. He says his guess is that the main reason for their resistance is that nihilism is just uh, plain hard to stomach. Right? They don't <laughs> like it, right? Utilitarian in their <laughs> approach. Yeah. Um, he quotes James Rachels here. Uh, Consider what it would be like for someone actually to believe that nothing is right or wrong, he says. Someone who said this uh, would mean uh, presumably that rape is neither right or wrong, torture is neither right or wrong, the murder is neither right or wrong, and so on for anything else that might be mentioned if all of this were said seriously and not just as part of a philosophical discussion, and here's the point here, it would be alarming in the extreme, mm-hmm. right? Not that it's logically wrong, but I don't like it because it's it's alarming, right? It's, it's scary. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, uh, Sam Harris has also said the same thing about whether or not we're, we're free agents to, to, to make free choices. You know, he says that, if scientists actually followed through with what they understand and what they should be believing, that it would cause this kind of moral, cultural panic. Yeah. Well, you know, just do the same thing here, right?
0: <laughs> so the difficulty with nihilism then isn't that it's hard to to see or how it follows from naturalism. He thinks that's pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. right? But the difficulty is that it's. Uh, People get upset about it. It's disturbing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, alarming, right? That's the problem with it. And so people don't like it. Not that it doesn't follow from naturalism, mm-hmm. but that it doesn't, but, but that folks don't like it. Uh, he quotes uh, Rosenberg again. Uh, basically, uh, it turns out that anyone can really find our answers that they like. Rosenberg says, real moral disputes can be ended in lots of ways by voting, by decree, by fatigue of the dis- disputants, by the force of example that changes uh, social morals. Mm-hmm. But they can never really be resolved by finding the correct Answers, there are none. Yeah. So here, Rosenberg is a nihilist.
1: Yeah, that, right? that's what I see. A, a lot of people argue is, oh, there are so many takes on it. Therefore, uh, you know, uh, morality is relative. Like, well, you know, just because there are more numbers in in the possible uh, answers for two plus two. Doesn't mean that there isn't an answer,
0: (laughs) right? Right? Yeah. 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 Just because uh, people disagree, there's differences. Yeah. yeah, Doesn't mean that there isn't a real answer, Mm -hmm. right? Just because this, this, because of disagreement, right? So he says, if naturalism is true, then nihilism is true. They, They lead, you know, naturalism leads to nihilism, and that's what the point he's trying to make here. And so he says, perhaps we should give up to believe that naturalism is true. So there's an option, right? Hey. We can avoid ni- nihilism right. if we <laughs> throw out naturalism, right? Um, he says, um, if we can't block the inference from naturalism to nihilism, then we might, uh, this might give us uh, enough reason to question whether science really shows that there is no God, All right? So. You know, he's, he's suggesting that folks don't like that. Right. So we have a we have an issue here, right? Mm-hmm. If nihilism impli- or I'm sorry, if naturalism implies nihilism, then a consistent naturalist must either accept moral nihilism or give up naturalism. Right. So those are your choices here. Yeah. Right. So, so you can either care or mm-hmm. you don't care. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, he then says, "The bottom line is this: that nihilists cannot, and here's the key, rationally condemn other people's morality as wrong or incorrect. Right? right? We we can say uh, I don't like it, or I view that as icky, yeah, or yeah. you know, uh, it's alarming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like pistachio ice cream? That's right. It's, it's, it's yeah. same thing as Auschwitz was fine. You mm-hmm. know, the the, the 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 two claims there are." are synonymous with each other
0: yeah
1: it's just a matter of taste so
0: because nihilism holds that there is no right answer right right? it's whatever you want it to be or whatever right right yeah Uh, so it cannot rationally condemn it so that's the thing
1: so according to nihilism the revulsion you feel is simply that a feeling morality is ultimately a matter of taste or preference as uh, we've previously established as well. Yeah, so
0: this is really close then to, we're getting back to Hume's, you know, sentimentalism, right? Yeah. Feelings and that sort of thing is kind of the idea here, which is, you know, nihilistic if we think about Mm -hmm. it, right? Uh, But this position uh,
1: position proves difficult to practice consistently, even for someone, as daring as Rosenberg, who we've already established, uh, he revisits the question of moral disagreement and condemnation. He admits that he and others do condemn moral actions and most of us con- that most of us consider morally wrong. So he talks about like honor ki- killings and general mutilations and Bushido codes and stoning of women, committing adultery, uh, cutting off thieves with the, the, their right hand uh, isn't the high dungeon we want to affect in the face of this sort of barbarianism, flatly inconsistent with nihilism. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he answers well not only do we condemn the the blinkered morality and intolerant religions the narrow-minded cultures nowadays we condemn some moral norms that we ourselves used to embrace which uh, goes back to the the evolution of our morality you know uh, we're, we're better today uh, we, we are better today than we were 500 years ago we'll, we'll pick pick whatever your your timeline I wonder if you're talking about because you could just be talking about last year uh, in 2019 of course, um, if
0: moral nihilism is true, you can't make a statement. Well, and, and and I think
1: that's where it kind of has a better take, because if, if you want to say that we evolve our morality, you right now you can't say that you're in good moral standing because you're always going towards something. You, you could say that your morality is best suited for your environment for survival now, but that's really hard to, to see that case for. Yeah, it. And yeah. so, uh, you know, a, a, a correction... Uh, where we even go back in, in a circular form of, of morality. Maybe we, we view honor killings as, as a good thing later on because, you know, uh, pick your reason. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. you know— uh,
0: So the best we could say is we, we've changed over time. Right. right? Not that we progress progressed necessarily.
1: Right. right. And so at least with nihilism, you could say— well, it's just icky for me. And it's like, well, okay, as soon as you die off, then it's no longer icky for you. And, <laughs> you know, we, we can continue on. Yeah. Um, so uh, we think of change, progress, improvement, enlightenment in our moral consciousness is, is what um, Rosenberg goes on to say. And Dr. Soak says this is actually difficult to take seriously, given that he believes that there are no correct answers, answers to moral disagreements. Um, he says that if Rosenberg is pushed, uh, that, uh, he's not interested in correct answers af- after all. Uh, but this is a difficult to square with the rhetorical point of his question. Where do we get off condemning other people's moral codes? Yeah. Maybe his response really just as it's a free country. We can do what we want. You know, uh, you know, I, I have the freedom to judge people and the, you know, and there's nothing that, Stops me. So there you go. It's, it's always easy to be logical. It's always impossible to be logical to the bitter end. <laughs> and so I, I, I'm, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really good point because if you're just going to say, um, you know, kind of a utilitarian approach of, uh, you know, the we, we know we're moral creatures because uh, we want to limit the suffering of, of other people. Well, that's just uh, a, a point right now. But if you take this kind of nihilistic approach and says that there's no moral standards at all, what, what it is, I mean, you could point it towards a biology aspect and say, our moral questions are more rooted in biology. At least here nihilism is establishing a universal truth of, you know, that there's there's no good or bad.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we gotta be careful, though, when we make universal truths. Oh, I mean, that's always yeah. the case, yeah. yes. <laughs> His next section, he's entitled Nice Nihilism, right? (laughs) Right. He says, I'm not saying that nihilism implies that we ought to murder, (laughs) rape, and pillage. Good. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, Nor am I saying that nihilism implies that we shouldn't. So he's suggesting it doesn't say we should, nor does it say we shouldn't, Right. right? Nihilism says nothing whatsoever about what we should do, morally speaking. So that's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the issue here. It doesn't tell us one way or another because it suggests that moral um, uh, relativism, moral truths are are just independent. I mean, dependent on us and right. what our feelings are and, and that sort of thing. So it doesn't tell us, right? Just because you like chocolate ice cream means nothing to me, right? right? Yeah, that's just your deal, right? right? <laughs> He says, I do think, however, that over time genuine belief in nihilism would seriously affect the way humans behave. So this is kind of an interesting point mm-hmm. here now he doesn't uh, I mean he doesn't pursue this uh, uh, very far, but he suggests in this particular comment that if indeed you know large portions of let's say a population are nihilistic with regard to morality, Eventually, he's saying it will affect the behavior of the folks. If there is no morally right or wrong, he believes that eventually behavior will be affected, and and, and so that's what he says. Yeah, and I—I mean, not even to talk
1: political, but just if you look societal, and say if you look at the progress of of Western civilization, um, there's been a strong tenant, especially in the past two thousand years, of Christian influence and you know the, the uh, again pros and cons to, to to everything there um but within the past you know since the 1960s and uh an inclusion of you know post world war 2 and uh trying to figure out you know the the horrors of war plus free love plus you know drug culture plus uh um civil and societal unrest and change um th- there is this questioning now and and lessening and uh you know the the atheists have, have champion that religion is dying <laughs> um and i don't view that as necessarily a, a bad thing as far as um you know a, a, a culture can only hold on to a christian or, or or any philosophical ideal that they don't actually take to heart in such a fashion that you know um like look at divorce a divorce uh kind of started happening more and more in the fifties where it was scandalous and then it was more accepted and mm-hmm. then more and more. And now, uh, you know, whose fault is it when a divorce happens? Oh, no fault. The state has recognized that there is no fault in divorce. So you, you do have societal change where if you limit the impact of like, for example, Christianity or, or, um, you know, if you look at in small populations, like, um, uh, in Mormonism, you have more and more, people being more accepting of uh, LGBT and um, uh, socialist ideas that they've allowed because uh, they've opened up kind of BYU and, and, and other uh, avenues to more m- modern culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's allowed more secular thought to come into the, their their space. And so um, a, a big tenant of, of a decrease in – mormonism has been because of
0: an increase in secularism right and so the point here is that belief does affect behavior yeah right belief does affect behavior and that's that's the kind of what he's trying to get at Mm -hmm. right um he says that uh, Rosenberg uh, kind of uh, disagrees with, uh, with this idea. <laughs> he says since we've raised more nihil- uh, realism, but eventually all things would be probably get more uglier than they are now. He says uh, Rosenberg disagrees. He says Rosenberg says that evolution will keep us in line. <sighs> good yeah so yeah <laughs> evolution is our savior he quotes rosenberg here the nihilist blow is cushioned by the realization that darwinian processes operating on our forebearers in the main selected for niceness right so our forebearers, <laughs> our, i guess our genetic genes selected or you know uh, evolutionary process selected um, for us to be nice to one another this is the idea of cooperation Right. Where yeah. uh, evolution has made us cooperative creatures yeah, because that promotes our survival. Right. Right. That's the basic idea.
1: More willing to share with each other, more willing to sacrifice for each other, more willing to cohabitate all those all those specific. Right. And so he calls Darwin. this
0: nice nihilism. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. The good news, he says, is that almost all of us, no matter what our scientific um, or theological beliefs, are committed to the same basic uh, morality and values. So we're all committed basically to the same thing, regardless of what our ideological, theological beliefs are. We think that, you know, pillaging and rape and all that stealing is wrong, right? We all are commit,
1: sure. committed to that.
0: Yeah. And so adopting nihilism as it applies to morality is not going to have any impact on our conduct, is what Rosenberg is trying to argue here, right? And uh, he says if Rosenberg is right, then the consequences of nihilism are not as dire as he thinks they are. Right, our biology often forces us to behave. So notice the, this is Rosenberg's. So his argument is that beliefs affect behavior. Uh, Rosenberg's is arguing here: no, 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 biology affects behavior. Right. Or he says, uh, so uh, he says, I think there's truth to be claimed that our biology does play a role in constraining our values, yeah. right? But he says, I also think that our biology is ultimately explained by divine design. Mm-hmm. It's what God has put, made, how he's made us and not by unguided evolution. And he says, moreover to my mind, human nature isn't as rosy as Rosenberg paints it, right? Uh, uh, you know, he's uh, he says, I'm much more pessimistic about humans than he is, right? Yeah. As I said, it seems to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that where everyone con- were everyone convinced of nihilism, we'd be in the, a world of hurt, right? <laughs> if If whatever I want to do is okay or is the morally right thing to do, then who's to stop me from doing whatever I want to do, especially if I'm powerful enough or rich enough or whatever to do it right i mean that's the basic idea
1: yeah i'm and i'm trying to figure out how how like rosenberg would would parse this because uh again i've I've said it before where you know uh if if you're five foot two and you want to be an nba basketball player the chances are severely limiting to you unless you're Muggsy Bows or, or someone small. Muggsy Bows from the 90s that no one else remembers probably. But um, th- there, there are biological factors that limit you from certain possible outcomes. You know, th- th- there's there's no way that you can suddenly want to uh, fly and all of a sudden you're flapping yeah. your wings and, and you do. Your your biology or constrains flapping your you. Or arms. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, you know, you, you, make, wax <laughs> yeah. you make wax ones. <laughs>
0: that's right, that's yeah. right. Just don't get too close to the sun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but...
1: But there's always a way. So whatever you put into place of somebody, uh, I mean, it's what kind of the military exists on is breaking you down and building you back up, making you do something against what you want to do to to make you a better soldier, a better person that follows orders, better camaraderie. And and you even see that in, in um, um, like drug runners and, mm-hmm. and those that work for cartels. I mean – you know, I read a story of a cartel that um, you know m- murdered uh, two mothers and uh, four out of uh, the eight kids, and the mothers put themselves in harm's way, uh, you know, to, to try and save as many children as possible. So, okay, the the mothers were constrained by biology to protect their their children. Okay, fine. Well, what about the people shooting at them? Shouldn't right. they, their niceness, tell them not to kill innocent children for, yeah. for, for no purposes? Right. Well, no, that's what the that they were ordered to. So, you know, at at, at what point, you know, do you say, well, but, you know, wh- whatever your biological, moral thing that you put in my way, I can always overcome it. Where I can't do that for any other type of, you know, logical restraint or. Um, physical restraint, or right. you know, mm-hmm. chemical. You know, you know. When you tell uh, um, depressed people, "We'll just get over it." Oh, okay, well, <laughs> I, I can clearly just get over that, and I'm fine. You can't do that when you when you say, you know, don't kill people. Well, I can just as easily kill people if I wanted to. Right. But there's got to be something that um, I think universally ties us together. Like like what he's saying. There's a divine designer who's you know made it all and has instilled into the us that knowledge and we can always go against knowledge i can always put the wrong answer for two plus two right but that doesn't make their four, answer right the, the right, right answer right yeah. or th- there not be an answer oh i don't believe in the answer so i won't put one down right you know math is racist okay you know <laughs> I'm, that's that's not how how it works there
0: yeah
1: so yeah it's, it's it's difficult to see where rosenberg would would be able to make that case Uh, So then, how should atheists then censure themselves? Uh, So then, nihilism doesn't uh, uh, recommend that its adherents live a life of moral turpitude, neither does it suggest that they become the next Mother Teresa, for all the good or bad that we think of her. Again, nihilism doesn't imply any oughts. It would be perfectly consistent with nihilism for you to force the entire human race into harsh, cruel slavery, so too would it be consistent with nihilism to always put others' needs and desires above our own.
0: Yeah, again, it doesn't tell us what we ought or should do right. or what we shouldn't do, right? It's, it says there isn't anything right. like that. so That, do whatever that you does want. not exist, yeah. right? That's the basic idea. Uh, and I think here's a really good
1: point. If, if nihilism is true, we're not bound by any morality. Of course, we might be persuaded or coerced to behave in accord with other people's views of morality for fear of up, up, untoad repercussions. Mm-hmm. And we would call these laws yeah. <laughs> and rules yeah. and yeah. societal and norms. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. think that's a big thing. It's, it's uh, you know, wh- why does the uh, serial killer go out and um, try and cover up his crimes? Well, he knows that there's repercussions that would stop him from doing what he wants to do, what he views right in his own eyes. He wants to murder people indiscriminately. And so you know, he knows not to kill people close to him. He knows, you know, to, to, to try and not leave any DNA. Right. Th- th- there's, there's an understanding that there are uh, uh, negative consequences from a society at large. Right. But, you know, you could just go to, um, you know, the, the uh, Genghis Khan's, you know, kind of you keep what you kill type, <laughs> type deal. So, you know, you're encouraged to, to murder indiscriminately and challenge each other for roles or the, you know, the mirror universe of Star Trek, you know, (laughs) the, the, um, if you kill the captain, you become the captain. And so, you know, it's, yeah, all the good stuff from there. So, so, uh, so we're not bound by any morality with regard to nihilism. Just because there might be something in the way that stops you from acting in the way that you might want to, um, that doesn't answer the question of, of moral laws. It just says, yeah, there might be societal laws, uh, but you can, You can always overcome them. There's always a way to to negate the law. Um, We can choose which moral laws we prefer. Mm -hmm. And um, even if it's deterministic biology ultimately dictates our preferences, we are, in that sense, autonomous. Autonomy, you'll recall, is really the most important thing that humans can value according to Enlightenment thinkers. And so, um, you know, man is is condemned to be free, condemned because he did not create himself, yet nonetheless free, because once cast in the world, he is responsible for everything he does.
0: Yeah, so that's atheism. That's uh, existentialism. That's the basic idea of existentialism. Yeah. We're free to, to act this way, but, you know... As a result of that, we are in (laughs) despair and forlornness because now, you know, all of our choices are so important and meaningful. We determine, you know, what humanity is like by our our various choices, right? I think uh, the idea here is uh, our, um, uh, uh, let's see. So the idea here is choice in terms of our autonomy is the important thing Mm -hmm. in this kind of thing idea.
1: So nihilism is applied by naturalism. But this does seem to take the rhetorical wind out of the atheist's
0: conscious yeah. sail. Yeah. What I was going to say is existence precedes essence. That's the cry here. Right, We find ourselves in existence. Uh, we don't have an essence because, if, at least in terms of atheistic, right. uh, naturalism. Yeah then uh we have to come up with our own essence our own purpose our own you know reason for being and Mm -hmm. that comes out of our choices our choices determine our value so that's the kind of basic idea of existentialism right Right. and he's kind of nodding toward that here in this particular
1: statement which is just you have to be good with what you do and that's how you find find value and purpose but that again that doesn't talk about whether it's right or whether it's moral or whether it's good or whether it's correct you know, uh, I could say, um, you know, uh, the the Black Dahlia killer was really good for police because it caused them to to reevaluate their um, detective skills and how they view um, you know th- those type of serial crimes. And so, um, even though they never caught the person, it was good for the Black Dahlia killer to murder people. <laughs> well, you know, that not, not not maybe not quite, maybe not the route that we want to go down. Um, uh, recall that some authors' a favorite target is the great evils inflicted upon the world in the name of religion. Mm. These ills are often paraded out in grand fashion, as if everyone just knows that these are evil. Of course, these ills feel evil. But the atheist is acting in bad faith by citing moral wrongs and arguments against religions. In response to any act of alleged wickedness that the atheist points to, we can always reasonably ask, well, what's wrong with that?
0: Yeah, so you can't say that the the, the, the if you are an atheist and naturalism needs to nihil leads to nihilism, then you can't condemn, you know, these various what you think are religious evils or or things done wrongly, great evils done wrongly in in the name of religion, because there isn't any wrong morally speaking. Mm -hmm. Or right, morally speaking. Right. And so how can you condemn this is immoral. Well, no, because that doesn't exist, indeed, if naturalism leads to nihilism. Right. right? If it isn't being
1: consistent, if your words would have the proper meanings, yes. All we can say is we don't like it. Yeah,
0: so yeah. It's, yes. Right.
1: However, there is an <laughs> ought nearby. Ooh, those nasty oughts. Yeah. Nihilism combined with other values commonly held by atheists suggests that they ought to stop arguing against the immorality of religions. Imagine that uh, Dwayne is an atheist who, in addition to being a nihilist, values rationality and logic consistently. Well, that's good. He's, he's halfway there. <laughs> I think we can see that on our own terms, Dwayne's behavior ought to, potentially speaking, reflect his nihilism. And what might such belief actions consistently look like? Well, uh, not like the following suppose Dwayne is arguing that religion is evil or morally wrong because he believes that it condones or even encourages oppression, hatred, and murder. Fair enough. His feelings about religion are neither true nor false. Feelings aren't those kinds of things. The problem with his attempt to provide moral reasons for oppression, uh, opposition to religion. It's odd that Dwayne would try to convince others of the correctness of his moral view. Yeah, that is weird. He might appeal to moral values that he shares with his audience. Uh, Like, uh, you know, you don't believe in slavery, do you? The Bible allows for slavery. Mm So why do you view that icky, icky thing? But it would be in some sense inconsistent for him to appeal to these values as something to which everyone is bound. He might as well argue his preference for chocolate over vanilla precedes reasons for us to change our own preferences. And, yeah, uh, I like chocolate ice cream, and that's why you shouldn't enslave people. Right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, you always have to bring up The Big Lebowski as, as any good uh, um, treaty on nihilism is, uh, uh, you know, th- there's, do, there's a, 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 a movie that that no Christian should watch, but it's hilarious. And, uh, you know, the, the nihilist uh, uh, interacts with one of the characters and says, it's not fair. And then one of the other characters yells back, who's the nihilist around here (laughs) it's not fair what does that even mean so that that's the point is is anytime that you want to engage in a moral type of argumentation or persuade anyone through moral means you can say i believe this is icky let's all band together in the knowledge of its ickiness or the understanding of its ickiness And then or the you, belief
0: in its ickiness yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then let's
1: make laws that pass that. Okay, that that's fine. But then, you know, how do you, how, how does that, how does the nation of ick, uh, <laughs> you know, go up against, uh, you know, uh, Germany or uh, Stalin or Mao or, you know, any, you know, uh, Papua New Guinea and, um, or whoever. Um, tends to, to view, um, you know, cannibalism as, as good. Um, I don't know my history of Papua New Guinea to say that they yeah, believe we, in we cannibalism. we probably need to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> so p- probably someone that won't ever watch this show is involved in, in – I mean, you, you have people in different countries who try and engage in, in cannibalism through, through, um, through uh, contract – I mean, that, that's, that's been known, and they've viewed as illegal. But it's only illegal because there's a law that says, no, this is not a norm we want to um, practice here. And, uh, again, those laws point to, I mean, what does a law do? It's like a tax. It precludes or attempts to dissuade people from engaging in a, in a behavior. And so what you're saying, then, is by engaging in whatever behavior you want through uh, nihilism, uh, your behavior will then reflect and so why do we want to discourage murder and um, Even aggravated assault or punching people because we could come to understand that even through a f- simple fight uh, which we wouldn't want uh, In a first priority the the later priority down the road is we wouldn't want it to escalate into something like a murder mm. and then the valuation of human life comes into play there but, again, th- that's all based on preference if you're being
0: consistent. Right. So why aren't there more nihilists and why, you know, since uh, naturalism leads to that? Notice the argument, as we've seen previously, if there is no God, if nature is all there is, then with regard to morality, it's just – and you, you, it's what people value. That's That's right. all it is, right? And so we all have different various values. There is no – absolute standard for for the values that everybody ought to have and that's that's the idea of uh, nihilism Mm -hmm. right and so um so why isn't everybody who is a naturalist more nihilistic well he's given us some arguments here they don't like it basically is what it's icky right right Right. and uh, but he says that they should nihilism is the position then that, that there is no moral laws or standards right and um, that's the way it is. It's just what people prefer, mm-hmm. right? And so he's uh, he's trying to make this point in chapter eighteen, right? And next time, as chapter nineteen, it's our final
1: chapter for the book. And then after that, we'll uh, discuss what we'll be doing, and um, uh, we'll come up with any questions that you might have. Uh, we'll try and come up with answers, or. Uh, maybe not, depending if we are uh, nihilist that day. Then we'll <laughs> we'll right. maybe sit here. There and are for, no
0: answers. Yeah, we'll, we'll sit
1: here for a half an hour and eat chocolate ice That's cream. That's right. It's, yeah, yeah, it's and, what and we prefer. Fight over which one's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, uh, th- thanks for everyone for subscribing and watching and listening. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, um, we thank the people for um, you know uh, sharing the videos and uh, just clicking the like buttons, uh, just knowing that uh, you're out there. Um it's, it's fun to make, uh, as we said in a previous interview, uh, we would be doing this anyways on a Saturday, but uh, we, we thought maybe this would be helpful for other people, and that's why we're doing the show. So, um, again, uh, join us next time for the end of the book, and uh, we'll see you later.